Hello, everyone, and welcome to the VetoCast. This is our second run, and this is the first proper episode of the second run. We previously had a shorter run where with a few episodes about the veto in general, but uh, starting now, we are also going to cover all of the vetoes as they are cast in the Security Council. And of course, this podcast is published by the uh, campaign Stop Illegitimate Vetoes. Today, we're going to talk about the latest veto that was cast in the Security Council, and that was on October 24th of this year, 2017. And with me today to talk about that is uh, Victor Sundman, the Project Officer for Peace and Security at the United Nations Association of Sweden. Welcome, Victor. Thank you. Nice to be here. And uh, you've been involved in this uh, campaign previously, but your current job is uh, is very much uh, involved in uh, these kind of issues. Am I right? Uh, yeah, very much. My focus at the uh, UN Association of Sweden is mostly focused on the work of the Security Council and the veto is of course, um, a very salient issue there that we're working with. Right, so very welcome. Let's get right to it. So today we're talking about the veto that was cast by Russia against draft resolution S-2017-884. This was a pretty small resolution in many senses. It uh, had only three operative clauses, and it was basically about renewing the mandate of the so-called joint investigative mechanism that was uh, established in an earlier resolution. And the point of this was to renew the mandate for another year. I understand that that uh, in your uh, work, you've uh, come into uh, contact with the work of the Joint Investigative Mechanism, Victor. Uh, could you please give us a bit of background to to the JIM? Uh, yeah, of course. The JIM was established in 2015. Um, and it's, it's a joint investigative mechanism, as it said, between the UN and the Organization for Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, which is uh, the executive organ connected to the, the Chemical Weapons Convention that bans uh, the use of chemical weapons. Uh, and the purpose of this investigative mechanism is to try to identify to the greatest extent possible which individuals and entities or groups uh, are behind the use of chemical weapons in, uh, in Syria. And it's based on the OPCW fact-finding mission, uh, which first of all looks at the incidents where there have been use of chemical weapons and then it looks this gym looks closely at those incidents which the fact-finding mission has established has involved the use of chemical weapons and try to identify who's responsible for it it was established in 2015 and it's been reporting to the security council sent in seven reports or so on update on how the work is going and it's identified both cases where the uh, the islamic state has used chemical weapons in syria and where the the syrian government has has used uh, or is likely to have used chemical weapons uh, would you say that the the gym is uh, is working properly in its current state? Is it a does the mechanism work? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's uh, it, it it's functional. There are of course some issues relating to it. It's not easy to always know exactly who's behind these attacks. Uh, but I think the gym does a pretty good job of, of trying to uh, to establish who is, and they're they're very transparent in the reports of of the methodology behind establishing who's behind this, what their sources are, and like how many they've spoken to, what what evidence they have for their uh, their conclusions. And those conclusions are, of course, not 100% certain. They, they use terms as uh, they believe that a certain group has been behind an attack or 
that a certain group is likely to have been responsible, but all in all, I think it's it's working as well as, as one could expect it to do. And does it have any uh, form of sanctions uh, available to it, or is it is it simply an investigative body that then moves uh, cases over to another a court or a tribunal of some sort? Yeah, the gym is purely investigative. It has no sanctions connected to it, and if there were to be sanctions on those who the gym has pointed out being responsible, that would have to be a decision taken by the Security Council. So at the moment, there is no, there is no other court so that is designated to actually hand out those sanctions based on the James findings. And I understand that this uh, was an initiative, uh, a joint initiative between the United States and Russia at, at one point. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, well, it was uh, in 2015 when the use of chemical weapons and the issue of chemical weapons became salient in Syria, and there was a great fear that chemical weapons had been used against civilians and that there was a need to do something and the gym was a result of a of a compromise more or less between between Russia and the US uh, on how to handle this as it it was clear that this wasn't something that the Syrian government itself could be expected to do in an impartial way but that there needed to be an international mechanism looking at this and since this gym is um, uh, it is mandated by the security council to carry out its work and uh, it was necessary for it to be uh, support within the permanent members and it's Russia and United States who have been mostly uh, involved in the negotiations for the mandates for the gym. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the actual veto then. So as I mentioned before, the Russian Federation vetoed the draft resolution and they did so saying that because there was a, a report uh, expected imminently from the gym, there was no point in uh, renewing the mandate until after the report had been uh, published. And this is was a matter of days after uh, after this vote. And uh, would you say that this is a reasonable uh, approach uh, from the Russian delegation? I mean, they are within the right to veto uh, this uh, from a legal standpoint, but would you say that it's, uh, it's a reasonable step to take uh, uh, to veto this draft resolution? You can look at it in different ways. The standard procedure is certainly to do mandate renewals. And so after you've, you've seen the reports, that's how it usually goes, That how it, that is how it was last year that the gym presented his report and after that this the discussion of a renewal of the mandate was begun but you could also i, I believe that the reason for pushing forward with the vote uh, at an early stage now was in two parts one to try to depoliticize the outcomes of this final report that the the outcomes itself and and the conclusions of the report shouldn't be a factor in determining whether the gym should continue, which is, it, it is a reasonable thing to do. Uh, but I think more importantly, it was to give the OPCW and those working for the gym ample time ahead of the the end of the mandate on 17th of November to know if it was going to continue. Last year, there was some disagreement over the formulation of the mandate and exactly how the gym was supposed to carry out its work, which led to the uh, the gym being renewed for two weeks so that so that its mandate wouldn't run out while Russia and, and the United States continued to negotiate the exact terms of of the gym that created some difficulties in terms of having personnel stay in terms of logistics when the gym was in that balance of not really knowing what comes next if they were going to continue or not uh, so I think that the approach taken here that the United States and other states saw that. Uh, we need the gym to continue. Uh, there are still several cases that needs to be investigated, so we might as well renew this mandate now and and give them ample time to prepare and continue this their work without the fear of of being out of a job in two weeks, so to say. Uh, so, yeah, like the standard procedure-wise, I think 
Russia has a point with the report being discussed first, but I don't really think it's that big of an issue. So I think it's uh, you, you, you can argue both sides, really. And I also think that we should uh, talk a little bit about the the potential effects of this veto. As we mentioned, the uh, the gym now stands without a mandate when its current mandate runs out. As far as I'm aware, there hasn't been any talk about actually bringing this up again uh, before the Security Council as a draft resolution now, the, now that the report is out. Uh, are you aware of any discussions there, uh, whether uh, this is up for for another vote? There is, as far as I know, there's no vote scheduled yet, but both US and Russia seem to be intent on, on continuing it. And both presented earlier in November circulated draft resolutions where they, they laid out their suggestions for it. And uh, they are quite different. The US uh, resolution extends the mandate for 24 months, so for two years, and uh, expresses its support for the gym's uh, reports so far and doesn't change that much in, in the mandate. Uh, while the Russian draft only renews the, the mandate for six months and also uh, addressing some methodological concerns that Russia has pointed out earlier with for example, Russia has requested that Jim dispatch an in the investigative team to uh, Khan Shaykun, uh, the place for the incident with chemical weapons in April, where around 100 people died and 200 more were injured. And Russia has had some, some criticism against the methodology employed by the gym here with them not visiting the site and taking samples in, in the way that Russia believed it should have. So, so they differ a bit, and uh, it's only five days yet until the... Uh, the mandate ends, and I don't know how far along the talks between the US and Russia has gone. Last year, uh, when they had extended the the mandate for two months, uh, for two weeks, sorry, uh, to to provide for more negotiation time, it wasn't until the last day that US and Russia presented the their compromise draft to the rest of the Security Council, and I believe something similar might be happening now with with them keeping a very very tight loop on the on the negotiations, and then at the last minute presenting something to the wider council. Another option might also be doing as last year doing a technical rollover uh, with uh, prolonging the the gym for two weeks or so to to give more time for negotiations and, and what would you say then if if you expect another draft resolution on this uh, theme with this kind of some sort of compromise regarding how the gym should work in the future but that the idea still is that the uh, that the gym will continue. Uh, what kind of effects uh, in practice do you think that this veto will have? I, I think that the effects might primarily be on the short term. I think that the veto and the failure to to adopt the renewal at, up until this point uh, has led to the same kind of uncertainty as last year and it might lead to the gym uh, losing important capacity people, not being sure whether they still have a job at the gym, look, uh, looking for other opportunities and leaving the gym and so on. So I think that might be the, the biggest consequence, provided that the mandate is actually renewed. Because if there's not a mandate renewal, then there is no really no investigation being conducted on who's responsible for the use of chemical weapons in Syria. And that is a whole other issue, and that is very, very serious in the long term, and not least for the risk of future use of chemical weapons in Syria, where the lack of an investigation might be perceived as a as a black check to continue with that sort of sort of attacks. Thank you, and I think that also it's worthwhile also mentioning that uh, our report that we publish as part of this campaign, which uh, lists and also analyzes the the vetoes from a uh, perspective of categorizing them as either legitimate or illegitimate based on uh, whether uh, the veto. Uh, 
wielding power has motivated their veto by saying that there is a threat uh, in the draft resolution to, to their own security or sovereignty. And in this case, we don't see any motivation for that. So we've coded this as illegitimate, uh, as we have with um, the vast majority of previous uh, vetoes as well. And if you want to have a look at that, you can visit our webpage at stopillegitimatevetoes.org. But you can also check out our Facebook page and Twitter uh, for more information about what we're doing. Victor, thank you so much for uh, for joining us and talking a little bit about the gym and this uh, veto. And to everyone out there, we uh, will be back uh, if and when there is another veto with more analysis. Thank you and bye.